Hi everyone, it's Blake Johnson with Next Best Customer and thank you for joining today. We have a great one for you. Seth Thompson, Business Development Executive at Imperium Data Networks joins us. If you're not following Seth on LinkedIn, you absolutely need to. He's putting out amazing content and he's doing LinkedIn the right way. We talk about a handful of different tactical things on LinkedIn. We get a little bit into uh, Seth's background uh, and we also talk about personal branding and some of the impacts it's had for him specifically. So with that, let's jump into the show. So hey everyone, it's Blake Johnston with Next Best Customer. Really excited to have Seth Thompson here. Seth, how are we doing today? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm really good. We're, uh, we're, we're rolling hard here into the first part of June, so I'm, I'm excited. Yep, Seth, uh, Seth's a leader in the, um, especially business development, LinkedIn strategy, specifically in the IT space, which is one of the toughest, you know, industries to pick. So, you know, kudos to you for uh, for taking a challenge on rather than just picking the super, yeah. just super easy industry <laughs> to go after. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, we're, uh, we're looking forward to the new things that, that are coming here, and uh, I think it'll be a, a good time for us. Yep. So uh, a couple things I'd love to dive into. I've been following your content for a while now. For those of you that don't follow Seth on LinkedIn, absolutely do. He's one of the people that does it the right way, puts out a ton of just incredible content uh, on LinkedIn. I'd love to just take a step back to when you weren't using LinkedIn to what made you decide like you were going to, you know, I'm going to use the term go all in, but at least be way more consistent Talk us through kind of your thoughts there and, and why you did it. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I guess I'd start by saying that I think there's there's a lot of stuff out there, and it used to always be, at least in in my mind, a couple of years before I was really active on there, that, hey, your, your company probably had a social page. They're going to put out content. They're going to take care of that for you. And it wasn't really a, a popular thing for an individual contributor to take that on and do it themselves. Um, and, you know, I had probably been in sales for three and a half or four years at that point, doing the, all the normal things a sales guy does, right? Like what we're doing, the outbound, the calling, the emails, the campaigns, discovery calls. And, and I'll say I've always been a full cycle rep, so I, you know, had my hands full, um, but run into the same challenges that a lot of people run into and in, in doing the outbound dialing, the emails. You, you just don't always get super high response rates. Um, and, and I was to a point where... I felt like I had a valuable message to put out there, but you know, if you're only getting someone to pick up the phone, one of every 20 dials, whatever else, you don't get to share that message very often. Uh, and so being frustrated with that, it's, <laughs> I kind of had a few months where I was like, I feel like I'm banging my head against the wall. Like what, what can I do here? There's, there's gotta be something. And then right at the perfect time, um, I was exposed to a gentleman named Marcus Sheridan. I don't know if you're familiar with him at all. Um, mm -hmm. He's an author and a speaker. He actually runs a digital marketing firm, but he started out as a self-proclaimed pool guy. Like he just, he sold swimming pools. He's still uh, owner of that business. And he kind of fell into the marketing thing on accident. So he owned that pool business through the recession. Before the recession, he was working there. And as I'm sure like anyone can allude to, people weren't buying very many pools Right. Downturn. So he said, he's like, I, I just racked my brain, racked my brain and uh, decided like he, he found some stuff about creating content, doing content marketing, you know, creating videos, blogs, all those types of things. And for him, it's from the, the business perspective, right? 
He's like, I was creating these things. I was putting it on my website. I started getting into the SEO piece of it as well. Uh, but trying to drive traffic there and through doing that, he found that all of a sudden people were just Googling questions about pools, not necessarily coming to trying to find his business to get a pool, but you know, what type of uh, pool is best for my yard? How big of a pool can I have in my yard? Uh, salt water versus chlorinated, but those type of questions, right. he was answering them. They were all coming to his website. And then in turn, what that turns into is like, well, I want to get a pool. You answer my questions about pools. So I think you're smart about it and you sell <laughs> pools. So I'm just going to buy a pool from you. And so he kind of ran with that thing um, and had wild success with it. Obviously that pool business has grown like crazy. Uh, they've done other things. And so he shared his message to a, a group of our partners at the company I was at at the time. And I got to hear it. I was lucky enough to be able to sit next to him at dinner and, and pick his brain there. And, uh, you know, immediately went home and ordered his book, which is called They Ask, You Answer. And I say it's the, the content marketing Bible. Um, so anyone out there, it's a super easy read. Go check it out. It's got a lot of really tactical advice on how do you as a business, or in this case, I implemented it for me as an individual. Um, how can you create content that is valuable, that people want to watch without doing the whole thing where you're just trying to go for the hard sell and talk about how great you are and your company is and your product is and why you're so much better than your competitors. So how can you use that and then position it to make yourself and your company the credible resource and the credible voice in that space? And so I kind of took that approach and I tried to apply it personally. And LinkedIn was obviously the, the medium that was immediately available to me because, you know, I had a, whatever, a few hundred or maybe a thousand connections on there. And I was like, well, I'll put that on there. And I did a video like a week after that, you know, that was me saying, okay, I'll, I'll try this. And the response that got, it was just a video of me being like, Hey, I'm Seth. This is what I do. I'm going to try to post more on here. And the response that got was incredible. I'm like, gosh, even if my message sucks, like people actually respond to this, which is awesome. And that kind of led me to start investing more time there and, you know, trying to get better number one on camera. And then also eventually writing, copywriting some of my own stuff. And I got to the point where within a few weeks, I had existing customers of mine reaching out to me like for stuff. And it would always, the conversation would always start with like, hey man, I've seen these videos you've been doing. Those are really, really cool. <laughs> and it would just kind of sit at that. And I was like, okay, that's so like, there's, there's people that see them. Um, you know, there's obviously some value in it. And eventually as I, I started doing that more and more and creating more and more, uh, I got to the point where I was writing posts and then sharing a couple of videos a week. And then I started putting together um, some strategy around how I was going to grow my audience to fill it with, you know, potential buyers as well so that this stuff could get in front of more people. Um, and it just so happened that I made a, a job change like a few months after that. And it presented a really good opportunity for me to, you know, like you said, go all in on LinkedIn right. and really say, I'm going to make this a core part of my outbound uh, marketing strategy to try to create some credibility in this industry and, you know, maybe start some conversations with me. And it just, it really took off from there. I mean, it's, that's what led it. I did a lot of things wrong in number one, the like actual content, the messaging that I did um, and the, the strategy and how I tried to connect with people. And, and I kind of went through and failed a lot of times, but that also helped me find the things that actually resonate with people. Um, and you know, that ended up leading to me bringing on a handful of new customers that I can directly point to. They came from the activity on LinkedIn. Like they either reached out to me 
through LinkedIn or I got connected to them from some content that I created that they engaged on and they eventually became a customer, uh, you know, to the tune. Like I think in 2019, it ended up that I could directly point to like seven figures in, in revenue, uh, new, new business, that new, that came in one way or another from that. And that was just, I would call that the equivalent of a cold call, right? I, you know, right. that just starts a conversation, but that can also be the hardest part for a lot of folks. So. Oh, for sure. And as an individual contributor, you don't have a lot of options, right? You, you don't have control of the website. You can only do so much. Yep. So you do have a place that, you know, one, it helps your personal brand, but it yeah. helps to build a ton of trust. I mean, when we get leads off of LinkedIn, it's a very different conversation than we're, we're getting all of our inbound leads. Yep. And when we get our inbound leads, like we push them back to my LinkedIn this yeah. podcast to places just to try and build trust. Cause I think, I mean, you know, to sum up, uh, I think what you're saying is that trust piece, right? If they can have, if they can hear you 10 times, uh, before they actually get on the phone with you, it's a lot less about like, who is this guy? What do you guys yeah. do? You know, you're, you could just build immediate rapport. Yeah, that's, and I think that's a really important piece and, and where you know, we were talking about this before, but where folks miss in, in their, their strategy and their messaging, and because this, this is reflected in their tone, is people say, I want to go to LinkedIn, and I want to generate leads from LinkedIn, um, and they think there's going to be a single piece of content, or a single post, or a single interaction that's going to cause someone to say, hey, I want to work with Blake, I want to work with Seth, or, you know, whatever the company is, the individual is, where the reality yep. is, it's a culmination. It takes if someone's connected to you, they may be watching your stuff for three or six months. And in that time, you show up on their feed 10, 20 times. Well, if 10, 20 times you're saying stuff, if even half the time or a quarter of the time, you're saying stuff that resonates with them. Those, that, I mean, that's the equivalent in my mind of having like three productive calls where they come out of the call and they say, gosh, that guy really knows what he's talking about. I think he can be helpful. Um, and that's, that's the biggest thing. You really skip that whole stage in the uh, initial outbound uh, process where someone's trying to figure out if you actually know what you're talking about, that trust is built and it's there. Yeah, for sure. And if you're old like me, people start coming out of the woodworks that are like you worked with 10 years ago. <laughs> yep. And they're like, I see you've been doing inside sales consulting. And this is somebody who you worked with at a company that you didn't even really interact with them. You might've like met them at a couple of things and they're like, we can't generate any leads. I mean, that, <laughs> that weird stuff happens all of the time. Yep. Um, and if I wasn't doing anything consistent and I struggle with consistency on LinkedIn because we get into client world too much, uh, like if I wasn't doing that, people would assume that I was still in the past, like selling HR software. You know, like that's, yeah. what, that's what, that's what, you know, that was the association that I had with that individual. So it's yep. good for, you know, your past network as well. I, I'd love to pick your brain on something. We're doing a ton of testing around, uh, I, I mean, we've always done touch points, you know, social, some type of touch point. We don't do a lot of like, look yeah. at their profile touch point stuff. I know a lot of people do and it works, but specifically sharing content and connection strategies is just something that we're implementing with pretty much every one of our customers. So yeah. via LinkedIn, yes, we're doing cold call. Yes, we're doing cold emails, but via LinkedIn, how do we take the hour webinar, get the best three minutes, get it in front of people that we know should care and try and start a conversation? Are, are you doing, uh, and have you had a lot of experience with like direct message strategies 
and so, kind of what you've seen in that space would be real interesting to hear. Yeah, so I think, and and as you're well aware, there there is a right way and a wrong way to do that. And there's probably a lot of right ways, but there's just as many <laughs> wrong ways, I guess. Oh, for sure. Way yeah. To put it. Um, you know, the the whole idea of like, hey, I'm gonna connect someone and then send them this thing like right away. To me, if you're if you're literally just on LinkedIn to say I want to view this as a lead source to mine and 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 nothing else, I don't really care about this person potentially becoming a customer in, uh, you know, six months or a year or five years. Uh, yeah. yeah. The connect and pitch thing, like, sure, it could work where I think you can be really successful with that is if you've connected with someone and you've been connected with them for, I don't know, say a month, right. Enough that they've seen your stuff coming across their feed. You've seen them engaging on some stuff. And if it truly is uh, like an ideal prospect for you, you've probably been keeping tabs on them. I think if you can tie that in and say, hey, I, you know, I saw that you engaged on this piece of content because you did, I thought you might find this thing that we did interesting. Like you, yeah. you need to be able to tie it back and personalize it because the biggest complaint on LinkedIn, I don't think it's just direct messaging in general. I think it's the generic spammy DMing pitches where yeah. if you can personalize it to that person and you're, you know, you're showing that, hey, I see this is something that interests you. I'm not saying that we're going to be perfect, but I think this could be something of value to you as well. Like that, I think, is a really good way to go about it without totally spoiling the credibility and the reputation that you've probably been working really hard to build. Oh, right? for sure. Yep. Yep. Well, what we're finding is it all depends on, like, we have certain clients where it's really a fit. You know, like I'll give it, we have a, uh, a client who's in compliance. There's mm -hmm. brand new regulations coming out that are uh, really important for pretty much everyone that has a very specific okay. title. Yep. They're doing webinars on it uh, and they're clipping up the webinar to the people that they're connected with. They're sending it of just like, we covered X, Y, and Z. Here's the webinar. If you want the full webinar, let us know and we'll send that over as well. Yeah. And then it's just, it stops, right? There's no more, there's no asks for meetings. There's nothing else, but there is, you're just trying to start a conversation and the, the content you're providing is actually very helpful, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that works extremely well. On the other hand, you know, there's the, uh, you know, we have other clients where it's like, you know, this is kind of widgety what we're selling. It's it, There's no complex solution to it. It's like you buy it or you don't buy it. And that strategy yep. is just not going to work on LinkedIn, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think something you touched on there uh, with that first client, right? Where if there's there's new uh, compliance regulations and stuff coming out, like you, you make a really good point because when I talk about, hey, you seeing someone in, in, engage on something or you just know that they, they fit your ICP and have been seeing your stuff for a while, like having those trigger events, I think is really great too, because we know timing is so important in sales, right? So if you know, I think that is different than just pitching someone out of the blue and saying, hey, look at this thing where if you know yeah. that it's something that's on your mind because there are new accounting standards coming out and you call on VP of accounting and VP of finance, like you know they're thinking about it, like, heck yeah, man, that's really awesome. Because worst case scenario with that, you're, you're not going in and you're not saying like, hey, come work with me. I want to give you the hard sell. Come on this call. You're literally sending something just trying to be helpful. And I think there's a very big difference 
than that and then coming in with this ulterior motive right of oh, like yeah. hey can i send you this thing and then two days later following up hey did you get the, the thing and then two more days <laughs> yeah. like hey i sent the thing you have responded like you, you got to go into it with the expectation that they're probably not going to get back to you um but also be ready to go in and jump in if they do say wow that was really great can we talk yeah it's really funny so uh, salespeople are completely used to three to 5% connection rates, you know, on phone, you make a hundred calls, you talk with three people, that's completely acceptable. They're completely fine blasting out a hundred emails and getting one response that's positive. But on LinkedIn, if they send like 20 messages, yeah. you know, or do one thing, they're like, why isn't this working? It's like, <laughs> you, uh, nothing else. Like this is going to work better than anything else that you do. But I think it's the fact like they see somebody's face, they see how they're interacting. Like there's just, there's, it's way yep. more personal than just random email address, random phone number, whoever's picking it up. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just, everybody gets so impatient, you know, I mean, it's yeah. just. I've, I've uh, so this seems to be a common theme, um, just in a, a few conversations I've had with folks over the last couple of weeks, but on LinkedIn, this applies like 100%, but I think just in general in life, so many people's, their their goals are never met, they never hit their objectives, simply because they're not patient enough. Like they're, they're not yeah. willing to follow a process consistently for long enough and look past, you know, the next three months or six months or even a year out, right? Knowing that this stuff they're doing on LinkedIn, if it's content creation, if it's occasionally staying in touch with uh, XYZ prospect, like, going in knowing that you've you very likely will not see a, a payback on that for six months to a year because they're like i don't even know if i'll be in this job in six months you know i don't know yeah. what's going to happen i don't even know if i'll want to work with this person in six months where if you step back and and look long term like we're all going to have i mean unless we, we do something really right we're probably all going to have like 40 ish 40 plus year careers like that's a long time right we're not just working for this this month, this quarter, like we gotta be looking a lot further than that. And the, specifically with the LinkedIn, the approach here needs to be long-term because you do still need to be doing obviously the, the outbound cold calling, the email campaigns, like all those things, you have to be doing them. This is just yep. to support that. And I think where folks struggle too, is they, they see LinkedIn as kind of this separate silo than the rest of their outbound activity when the reality is it should be part of it, right? It should be part yeah. of your cadence. Um, it should be like your interactions on there and everything you're doing. It should all be worked into what you're, what you're doing on the phone and through email in your discovery calls too. Uh, and that's where I think people miss, like you're willing to call someone for a year straight and not get picked up. And, and you're still going to be like, there's a, they're a great prospect. But like you said, you shoot them a message and they don't respond one time on LinkedIn and you're like, Oh gosh, yeah. this thing doesn't work. Like I'm burning the thing down. I know it, it cracks me up. Everyone's, you know, perspective on, uh, on LinkedIn and how it should perform and what you should do. I, you know, we do a good amount of training with, uh, inside sales reps. And then we also do some with outside sales reps and it is hilarious. Like one of the things I make inside reps do that, you know, we're working with is like, send me the message that you think you're going to be sending to somebody. Yeah. And most of them come through and they're just, they're so bad. You're like, uh, this is either really, really boring, one, really boring, or like 
way too just you're asking them for the most difficult the thing that they don't want to give up their time yeah right like just start a conversation and actually look at it like in yep. your linkedin inbox because everybody gets hammered on linkedin mm -hmm. you can tell the ones that are obvious where they have like some other motive it, yeah. it's really oh, yeah. really easy to tell yeah um, that's 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 a pet peeve of mine because the thing, and it's it's just so funny because LinkedIn, it's 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 just one more channel. Like it's not that different. But to what you said earlier, it is very personalized uh, to the extent where it, it is acceptable to call someone on the phone and have a direct call to action, to email someone and have a direct call to action. Where LinkedIn is much more of a socialized setting. So yeah. you know, you look at that as maybe going to the happy hour to meet someone rather than going to the trade show to meet someone, right? And, and I, I think that's something where the LinkedIn needs to be where, like looked at as somewhere where, where people don't go there to be sold or to buy something like they would go to a trade show, right? They're going there to educate themselves, to connect with some people that they have lost touch with, to maybe meet some new folks, but they're not going there trying to get pitched and so I think what you said is really, really important. And again, where, where people go wrong, where a lot of really good reps go wrong is they just treat LinkedIn and specifically like LinkedIn direct messaging as another form of email, right? And, yeah. and their, their campaigns are all built that way. Their messaging is all built that way. And that's where you do get the stuff that, that is very dry or just, you know, product vomit or, <laughs> hey, I don't know you, but uh, I'm worthwhile of your time. It's like, why? Why? Like, uh, <laughs> You've got all these resources. It's supposed to be personalized. Like, why? Why are you worthwhile of my time? I think that's where people miss. I was joking with a rep who sent me a message, and it was so boring that I was like, "Why don't you just mention the year the company was founded?" Right? I mean, if we're just gonna go all in on boring, like, let's you really got a picture dive. of your building you yeah. can put on there. Like, <laughs> let's really dive all the way in. You know, uh, so. Well, one uh, thing I'd love to pick your brain on specifically around LinkedIn is everybody talks about it for net new prospects. Mm -hmm. So how do you find net new, you know, top of funnel, uh, you know, introduce new people to your company. And I think, you know, a huge missing piece is I'm at a company where I'm responsible for account management and growing accounts. And the mm -hmm. way that those pe people use LinkedIn, like they will run circles. Someone who executes a LinkedIn strategy or content on existing accounts and upsell accounts, it is 1000 times easier. So we've been doing some of this training with some of our clients, but love to get your perspective on using it more with existing accounts versus people who, you know, who uh, may not know you at all. Yeah, so I, I think you're spot on in your observation there. Um, and it's, it's, again, LinkedIn is just one more medium, you know, relative to phone, email, everything else. So it's just like that. If, if it's an existing account, you're going to have an easier time connecting with people, getting their engagement and like actually having what you put out there get noticed. So when I think about this, if you want to break it down to a tactical level, number one, if, if you're not already, any existing account, anyone you work with there or could work with there, you should be connecting with them. <laughs> like if you're not like that that's like 101 you should be connecting with them and then what you've essentially got if you are creating good content that is valuable on linkedin 
you've got a built-in nurture campaign that isn't annoying like the automated emails that come from your marketing team to their email inbox because it's on their LinkedIn feed. They get to choose if they see it or not. They know it's not you sending it to them directly and saying like, hey, look how great we are. And then from that perspective too, like most people, whether they admit it or not, if they're on LinkedIn, especially if it's people that are active on there, if they're in HR, if they're in sales, if they're tech people looking to gain knowledge, they want good stuff to engage on. And if they know you, like that's, that's like the situation, like we just said at the happy hour, they know someone at the bar and they can walk up and be like, Hey Seth, how you doing, man? What are you guys talking about? And they'll want to jump yeah. into the conversation. And then to, to pile on that, number one, you're providing value. You're showing them these are the new things we're working on. This is the knowledge I have. Uh, other ways to showcase yourself and your company. But number two, when you do call them, you know, if you're seeing them at the, the virtual bar every day, like they're going to be a lot more likely to pick up your call, or return your call or reach out. Like it just, it brings the guard down and it's going to keep them informed about whatever it is that you're doing. Right. Like I think yeah. that can be extremely effective. Yeah. I was, uh, I know you say it's one-on-one, but I, I, I bet if we looked at people who are in charge of global accounts or especially more complex sales, yeah. Uh, the percentage of the people they should be connected with that they aren't is, I bet it's 5% or doing it right yeah. would be my guess, you know? And uh, so we I was recently doing this with a consulting client, walking their client services team through just super basics on LinkedIn. And that's what it was. It was like, get your profile so it looks like anyone cares. Connect with everyone yeah. in your accounts. And what if... You took the top five people from your top accounts and like th this group, they had like 15 accounts each. What if all you did was send them one article through LinkedIn every single month? It was just like yeah. thinking of you, thinking of you, nothing else. Like, how yeah. do you think that would affect renewal rates? How do you think yep. that would affect upselling? It was like, yep. do that over, don't call them. You know, if you give me the weapons, right, uh, with existing account growth. Don't call them, don't send emails, don't have marketing send emails, and you execute that. I would put that up against, you know, anything else that, that you could do with email and phone uh, yep. for starting new conversations, growing existing accounts, and just actually being a face that's like, oh, that is our account manager here. Like most people have no idea, even in, in accounts where they're selling millions of dollars every single year into these accounts. It's like, hit connect come on it's yeah. not it's not that tough yeah yeah well that's and that's an interesting point too because even talking about that's obviously a very effective way to use linkedin messaging but you you want to talk about stuff that actually gets open that people pay attention to like that is right there like how many calls do they probably get that go to voicemail that they're just like eh, whatever because that's what everybody does how many emails do they get that just get deleted because it's like ah whatever you send them something on LinkedIn, and again, because it's more personalized, because your face is right there, because it is very obviously, like, it, it seems like a passive move from you, but it's obviously very intentional. Because it yeah. seems that way, they don't feel pressure like, oh, gosh, Seth wants to talk to me right now. I, you know, I, I'm just so busy. Every, you know, every other excuse yeah. that, that you have out there, it's a low-pressure way to continually keep that conversation going and stay in front of them. And I think in general, LinkedIn, whether it's through a direct message or it's in their feed, it is a low pressure way for you to stay in front of your customers and let them consume things on their own time rather than, yeah. you yeah. know, trying to put something right in front of their face right now that they have to pay attention to. Yep. I know it cracks me up, but like the uh, marketing department telling the organization to, 
you know, like the post, reshare everything that we're doing. It's like, right. who can, it does not matter if you're not connected with the right people. I mean, yeah, you're just, yeah. this is completely a waste of time unless you want their past coworkers to see it, you know? Yep. Um, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. I, I just, I love your perspective kind of the way, and I don't know, the way that you think about the long term is, you know, when people don't do that, I think it what, what gets them in trouble on LinkedIn. So uh, just to kind of wrap up, once again, tell us a little bit about where we can find more, uh, more about you. Obviously, I know LinkedIn's a, a good spot. Uh, and yeah. anything, anything you want to promote? Yeah, uh, well, nothing directly I want to promote right now. Uh, definitely connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, if, if you're in the sales world or in the IT space, like I, I love connecting with other sales pros. I love connecting with other folks that are within my industry. Um, you know, if nothing else, uh, like, like you said, Blake, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and shove stuff down your throat, but I just, mm -hmm. the, the networking piece of it is really impactful to me. And I don't know how many conversations that I, I've come into just because like, hey, you know, so-and-so or, or uh, you know, you work with so-and-so meet this person over here. And it's not something right now, six months down the road, maybe it is. But I think the, the more impactful thing is just that you're building out this really powerful network where you can both provide some value there. So hit me up on LinkedIn, uh, Seth Thompson to search my name. It'll pop up or search Seth talks on there. I am uh, on a more personal level. I am, I put some stuff on TikTok. It's a lot of meathead stuff. I'm a, a big uh, lifter, powerlifting strongman. It's a lot of stuff on there. I do put some sales stuff on there as well. I'm still trying to figure out that platform. I don't think we're going to get any business from it, but it's a fun way to uh, connect with folks in a, a casual environment too. That's awesome. Well, very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining. Appreciate your insight and love following and love what you do. So thanks a lot. Thanks. Really appreciate it.